0: The clock struck one, the time the first ghost was set to appear. Welcome to Secrets for an Awesome Life. You ever see someone living a pretty awesome life and wonder, man, do they know secrets that I don't? Yes, yes they do. And this podcast is about those secrets. I'm your host, Joey Massio, certified life coach, educator, and counselor for teens and young adults. Welcome to my show. Hey, everybody. This is another special episode uh, in a series of four. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, then start there as the story in this one won't make as much sense without the setup. Now, I know I'm no Charles Dickens, but if you're liking the story and the way that I'm applying it to a teen's life, we are going deeper into these principles inside our Firmly Founded Teen membership this month. We are still currently offering a 30-day free trial. So teens, grab your parents and head over to firmlyfounded.com teen to sign up and get more of the principles and teachings this month into your life. Also, the final episode of this season will be dropping on December 23rd, just a few days before Christmas. And then the show will be taking a season break, like we always do, with season three starting in February. And now, episode 59, A Teenage Carol, part two, The Ghost of Teenage Past. The clock in Eben's room turned one. He looked around. Nothing happened. Crazy hackers pulling pranks. The loud sound of a bell chiming echoed through his room. What? This is a digital clock. Where where is that bell even coming from? The lights suddenly went out, and he could feel the presence of something else in the room. Who's there? Evan grabbed his phone and turned on the flashlight. He pointed it around his room, but couldn't see anything. His light got brighter and brighter, And then he realized it wasn't his light. It was a light coming from behind him. He turned around to see a ghostly specter floating in the air behind him. But he wasn't as alarmed as you would think. You see, the floating spirit looked like a kid. Maybe nine or ten. He wore a baseball cap that was tilted up and a goofy grin. His body was transparent so that Eben could see both the Pokemon logo on the front of his shirt and the slingshot in his back pocket at the same time. His whole countenance shone as bright as 20 cell phone screens. Evan tentatively spoke to him. Are, are you the ghost that Jacob was talking about? Sure am, the spirit smiled. I'm the ghost of teenage past. Let's go, buddy. The spirit turned and floated out Eben's window. Wait, go, go where? And, and how? I, I can't fly. The spirit stopped and turned back to him.
1: We're going into the past. That's where we can find our answers. And here, grab this.
0: The spirit pulled a Nintendo DS out of his pocket. Come on. Eben slowly reached his hand out. Once he held onto the portable gaming system... He and the ghosts of teenage past flew through the air. The world passed by them like they were traveling at warp speed. But just as soon as it started, it stopped. Whoa, Eben was reeling. That was crazy. Did we just teleport? Yep, grinned the ghost. And time traveled. Eben looked around. He was on a school blacktop, one that was very familiar to him. Is this, is this my elementary school? It is, and that's you as a fifth grader. The spirit pointed to a small boy sitting against a wall, with an anime character on his shirt, eating lunch by himself.
1: What? That's me! Yeah, that's what I just said. Do you remember this day? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. You ate lunch by yourself because Jacob stayed home sick from school.
0: Yeah. Yeah, those days weren't very fun. I never knew who else to hang out with, but uh, I, I didn't mind it, really. They watched as fifth-grade Eben ate his PB&J sandwich in solitude.
1: But today was a day that will be etched into your subconscious. Watch. Another student came up to young Eben. Hey, what's that
0: on your shirt? Fifth-grade Eben quickly swallowed a mouthful of food. oh, oh. Um, it's, um, it's, it's Deku from, from My Hero Academia. It's a, it's a, it's a TV show. You watch that? The boy said with such incredulity that Evan didn't know how to answer. But he didn't have to. The boy said, that's weird. And then walked off. Evan and the spirit watched from a few yards away. Older Evan said, I don't remember that, but somehow I... I know what happened.
1: You see, that's the funny thing about brains, said the spirit. Even moments we don't remember can affect how we think about ourselves. Weird, huh?
0: Evan watched as his younger self went back to eating his sandwich. Come on, let's go sometime else. And the spirit put his hand on Evan's shoulder. They were whisked away through time and space to another place, a park. Eben saw the playground and recognized it at once. Hey, this, this is the park between my house and Jacob's. Yeah, it totally is. It was a common meeting place for you guys. And on cue, seventh grade Eben and Jacob came running up to the playground. They ran and acted like they were shooting energy balls at each other, each time making up fitting sound effects to go with it. Pew, pew. They laughed as they both climbed up the outside of the twisty slide. Eben watched. Oh, man, we, we used to come here for hours whenever our parents said we couldn't have any more screen time. Yep, agreed the
1: spirit. But it's not exactly what the other boys your age were doing, was it?
0: The spirit pointed to a group of boys with skateboards rolling up to the park. Oh, I remember this day very well. The spirit cocked his head to the side.
1: Oh, that's interesting because nothing happens. The boys don't even say anything to you.
0: They didn't have to. Eben watched as the boys skated by and stared at Eben and Jacob. The boys exchanged some words with each other that couldn't be heard, some smiling as they skated past. I knew a few of them. We had the same classes together.
1: Just their looks did the job. Other people don't even have to do anything for us to tell a whole story about what they're thinking about us. It's kind of like pretending we're mind readers, isn't it?
0: Eben watched in silence as the boys skated into the distance.
1: Come on, let's go to one more place.
0: Nah, no, no more, man. I, I don't want to see anymore.
1: Just one more.
0: We have to. And the spirit held out his DS. Eben reluctantly held onto it and they were whisked away once again. In mere moments, they were in Eben's first period class. "Is, Is this the first day
1: of school this year? Yep, grinned the ghost. High school, freshman year, and your first year without Jacob. There you are in the back corner seat, see? You didn't have anyone to talk to before school, so you got to class early. Other students Filed in.
0: And as they did, the teacher repeated the same set of instructions. Welcome to high school, freshmen. This is a place where you get more freedom, so you get to pick your own seats. Students started filling in the seats, some seeing friends and pairing off or grouping off, others introducing themselves to people they didn't know. The three seats around Eben stayed empty until the very last. Until Bobby, Martha, and Tim walk through the door. They look around and take the only three empty seats that
1: were available. The final three seats were around you, the spirit said, looking at Eben. You took that personally.
0: I mean, how could you not? Literally, no one wanted to sit by me. Those three only sat by me because they didn't have a choice.
1: You walked away from that class with a story about the world around you. What is that story, Evan?
0: He stared at the rest of the class, talking with each other, making friends. And then Evan said, no one wants to hang out with me. The spirit of teenage past nodded.
1: That's a pretty sucky story, bro. And it's not your only one from your past. These moments I showed you and countless others, you started to believe stories that are neither concretely accurate or very helpful for you. Our past experiences lend to the three most important stories in our heads. Stories about the world around us, about others, and most importantly, about ourselves. But they're not mandatory stories. They may be automatic, but they're not mandatory. You get to choose them.
0: How do I tell myself anything else? The ghost smiled. Easy. Practice. And he pushed a button on his DS. Evan found himself back in his room, alone. A little dizzy and out of it, but he wasn't sure if that was from time traveling or from what the ghost said. He looked at his clock. It was 1.59. All right. I hope you enjoyed that second installment of uh, Teenage Carol. And joining me today to talk about this part of the story is firmly founded coach, Ben Pugh. What up, Ben? Hello. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. Oh, of course. Dude. I, I love talking with Ben about this kind of stuff. Both of us are very passionate uh, about this. You should see us in the uh, meetings and the events we do in our memberships. We'll just get going on this kind of stuff and just talk and talk and talk.
2: <laughs> and teach, coach, I mean, yeah, it's awesome.
0: All that fun stuff. All right. So I, I tried to construct every part of this story, which I'm really getting into as a writer and as a performer. I'm really loving doing this. I'm I'm trying to construct everything very purposefully. And so Ben and I are going to talk about what lessons we can pull out of Evan's journey going to his past and seeing three different uh, times and three different types of experiences that are having an impact on Evan's present. So Ben, why don't you start us off?
2: Yeah, one of the things that I thought was really cool that first ventured to the past, Evan didn't even remember this. And yet it still had an impact on his subconscious mind. And that's one of the things... So I work with parents and teens, but slightly more parents. So teens, this is important to you because your parents don't realize there are events that happened in their lives that they don't even consciously remember that are still impacting them today. They're still affecting how they feel and why they do certain things. And I thought that was super powerful to point that out to Evan, like, hey, yeah, you don't really remember this, but look how this pattern has stayed with you throughout the years and here's when it was created way back when.
0: Yeah. No, I, I love that. I know there's there's experiences I've had that I don't remember that have given me thoughts about myself, but it's tricky because I don't remember them. So I, I'm, I'm 100% sure that's true or am I like I don't know but it definitely has happened this is what people you know pay like therapists to uncover and like in movies and shows are always like oh I totally forgot that thing happened you're like how could you forget that big life-changing thing happened but when we talk about life coaching we're a little different than therapists we like what happened isn't as important as what you're thinking about yourself right now so for me I know that there is an experience in Evan's life, just like there was in my life and probably in your life, where somebody said something to you, like the kid who made fun of uh, his My Hero Academia shirt and said, that's weird, and then walked away, right? It's a little thing, but that little thing just probably cemented Evan's story about himself that, well, I'm just a weird kid. I'm just a weird kid. I'm an outcast. I'm a little different than everybody else. Uh, and I'll just go along thinking that. And he's not questioning why he's thinking that.
2: Yeah. And that one of the things that you talked about how, as life coaches, it's not so important that we go dig up the past. And I, it's just important to realize how it's impacting your present and just seeing this pattern. Like we don't need to go back to the beginning when the pattern started. We can just identify this pattern. And that awareness now gives you the power that you can intentionally choose a new set of patterns so i really liked that one of the other things that i really liked in i can't remember exactly where the story took place but Eben just assumed that these other people were saying things about him
0: yeah that's the the, the second place that the playground him and jacob are oh yeah that
2: yeah that's uh, right
0: power balls at each other pew 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 yeah
2: yeah, which is what Joey and I do when we get together, except for <laughs> mine's like the street fighter. Are you again? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you looking? Okay? <laughs> but as a high school principal, I can't tell you how many times a student would come to me and say, so-and-so is bullying me. And I'd ask him like, oh, okay, yeah, tell me what happened. Well, I was at this end of the lunchroom and they were at the other end and I saw them whispering and they said that I suck, and I'm like, "How on earth did you hear them coming across the noisy?" <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, wow!" Well. And I have a friend who told me that's what they said, and it just it gets to the point where you get to control what you're going to think about what other people are thinking or saying about you, and a lot of times these are based on our habits. Like human beings are hurt animals. We are hardwired to worry about what other people think about us and say about us because that impacts how we fit into the herd. And when you can just be aware of that and like, maybe coach yourself in the moment, oh, I'm clear, I'm way far away from them. I have no idea what they're saying. I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt for my sake because now I don't have to worry about it.
0: Yeah. We, we probably had the same students because the, the same thing for me in the discipline office <laughs> at the middle school, kids would come in just after a fight and I'm like, all right, what happened? Well, he was talking about me. I'm like, okay. And I always, even then uh, was like, how do you know? Let's get the facts from the circumstance. And they'd be like, well, he was like looking at me and I'm like, I'm sorry. He was looking at, I thought you said he was talking about you. Well, people have said he's talking about me. And then the class, he was looking at me and I'm like, He was looking at you. Yeah, he was looking at me. Like, you know, he's mad dogging me. That's what we called it. I forgot. Oh, pressing me is what the kids called it back when when I was a teacher. He's pressing me, you know, like, and like, sometimes I talk with them and it it was nothing. And then I talked to the other kid and like, hundred percent honesty, you'd be like, I wasn't even thinking about him. I was looking
2: at the cute girl behind him. Like they're staring
0: through. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking about the flaming hot Cheetos that that were in my backpack hanging up against the wall. Right. I was whatever. And then, yeah, sometimes they're like, oh yeah, but I also hate him, you know? And it's like, I have said things about, or, you know, about him to other people. I just, and, but it usually goes deeper than that. Well, he also said, and there's usually a lot of back and forth. And and then sometimes it's like, dude, I don't even like, that kid doesn't even bother me at all. So I wanted to give an experience that again, we've all probably had where we project our thoughts into the minds of others. I've called this before mind writing right? Uh, it's it's a superpower that's not real. I know all superpowers aren't real, but this one isn't even like generally a thing you find where it's like, oh, I'm going to think something and then they're going to think that, you know? And it's like, but we do that. And Eben in this story, uh, at least did that in this moment. Maybe the guys were thinking he was weird. Maybe they weren't and weren't thinking anything whatsoever. Maybe they were thinking, shoot, that looks like a lot of fun. I wish I could join in. But it's interesting that our mind wants to go to the one that the thought that makes us feel the crappiest.
2: I think one thing that is important to remember your past, like these slights, these perceived slights, or whatever has happened in your past, they're just shadows now. And the only control they have in your life is the control that you are currently allowing them to have in your life. And that's the most powerful thing I think about. The story that you shared, and we're sharing this because in our memberships, we're kind of teaching this concept from a Christmas carol about your past, your present, and your future, but realizing, oh, I don't have to let my past have any power over my present. And it just gives you as a teenager power. And by the way, teenagers, you guys have such an advantage over the parents and the old people that I work with. Because team is, or your brain is literally in development phase. Like it's just building and constructing. It's very malleable. If you want to change these patterns from the past, do it. And your brain's going to be like, "Oh, I guess we're doing this now, and it's going to build your brain around your new patterns that you're intentionally creating. Oh, gosh, That right there, teens, that is your superpower. That Joey and I squandered 20-some-odd years ago back when we were teens. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's it's a
0: lot easier to uh, change something as it's growing. I, I always like to say, um, I just brought this up with somebody. It's like, it would be great if a tree grew in the shape of a skateboard, right? Like, <laughs> that, like if it just grew that way, we just chop it down and make it. But no, like, they actually have to bend wood. After the fact, because it's already grown a certain way, you know, and that's what Ben does when he coaches parents, right? And when I dabble in coaching parents, that's what we have to do. We have to like try to start bending the way they think or changing the way that they grew and go, it doesn't have to be that way. You guys, your
2: your brain tree is still growing. <laughs> I love that analogy. And in my front yard, the town I live in is super windy. And so we have this tree that just kind of like slightly leans. And as it was growing, I could have definitely, like, it's still growing. But when it was younger, I could have just straightened that thing and it would have grown straight. But now I said, so no, I want a crooked tree. They're cool, right? Yeah, Cri- Crooked trees are cool. Heck yeah. Um, <laughs> so the last place that uh, the ghost of teenage
0: past takes Eben is very recently in his uh, present world. Just the beginning of that year. First year without his friend Jacob. Uh, sitting in class and everybody can sit where they want to sit and nobody's sitting by him. Uh, This is a classic example of our brain looking at evidence. And the fact is everybody sat in seats that were not next to Evan. Like you, you can't negate that. That's a thing. And some teens when I'm, when I'm coaching them, they're like, well, no, don't tell me that doesn't mean anything. Or I should say this. Don't tell me it didn't happen. I would say, I'm, I'm not going to tell you it didn't happen, but what it means is totally up to us of what that means. And in this scenario, the way I picture it is at this time, right? Yeah. The kids were making friends with other people. If Eben had spent his past couple of years, just being friends with one person and not making any other friends, then yeah, it actually makes sense that other people would be like, hey, and notice other people first. They've never talked with Evan before, right? Or they've seen him. They're like, oh, you know, he's not someone who is interested in talking with me. There's lots of other reasons why people didn't sit there rather than they looked at Evan and they were like, that kid's weird. I don't want to talk with him, right? That's an option. I mean, one of the kids in class probably thought that, Right. But not all of them, not, not all together. And this is an example of when we project ourselves onto the world. The world is not built for me, is a common thought that I discover with the teams that I coach. And it's not a very helpful thought, and it's not even true.
2: I think the human brain is designed to identify things about us that aren't weird and then kind of help us change those and fit in with the herd. Mm. The problem is we don't need to fit in with the herd. One of my favorite things that I ever heard Dave Ramsey say, he's a financial coach. Your guys' parents have probably listened to uh-huh. him or heard him, but he's like, why would anyone want to be average? Average is broke, overweight. Like all hey, guys, we don't need to be herd animals. And that's where the power to realize that, oh, the past just exists in my own mind, in how I'm remembering, how I'm thinking about it. And so, in a way, the past only exists right now in the present through our memories. And that's why self coaching is so important because you get to choose how you're going to interpret the past. Uh, When your whole class comes in and they sit around you, you can either think, did I forget the shower? Do I smell funny? Like having the, the last name, Pew. I was worried, like, do I smell bad? Because people always, when I come in, they're like, P.U. But you can choose to think that way, or you can just choose to think, oh. Of course, these guys are all sitting together. They're all friends, and I always hang out with Jacob. So, it's just an opportunity for me to identify, where am I going to go to make new friends? I love that. That's so good.
0: Awesome. Okay, so, that is our commentary on part two of A Teenage Carol. I'm excited for part three. Ben, we're going to see what some of the characters that Eben has already interacted with, what they actually think about Eben.
2: That's all. Oh, I'm, I love what you're doing. This is kind of fun, how it parallels a Christmas, car- a Christmas Carol, but in more real and realistic terms. So yeah, this is fun. I'm excited for the next part as well. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Ben, for coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. See you guys soon. Jeans,
0: would you like to be less of a Scrooge in any part of your life? More positive about making new friends? About getting your work done on time? About managing difficult emotions? Or reaching goals that you just haven't reached yet? Then all of us at Firmly Founded want to be your coach. Join our Firmly Founded team membership. It's the only coaching membership for teens of its kind. Become more confident. Get more done. Feel better about who you are and become the leader of your life. The new year is quickly approaching. And I say, this new year is the perfect time to become the new you that you've always wanted to be. So grab your parents and go to firmlyfounded.com to sign up today. We are still doing a 30-day free trial, so you've got nothing to lose by trying it out. I hope to see you in there.